A couple of years ago, Daniel Hibbard was calling the, the odd trots meeting here or there whilst he was working in administration at the Goulburn Valley Health. Uh, fast forward a couple of years, and he's about to call his second Tab Melbourne Cup. Mm. I'd imagine he'd still be pinching himself. He's on the line. Good morning to you, Dan. Good morning, Matt. Uh, yes, it's been a pretty crazy sort of uh, couple of years, and uh, uh, it's been exciting and fun and uh, loving every second of it. Do you still have to pinch yourself, mate, to, uh, to think about that fact that you're actually about to call your second Melbourne Cup this weekend? Oh, I do. I mean, it's, it's you know, you... I mean, you can do all the work in the world, and you know you have all the right intentions and that. But you've just got to have, in everything. You've just got to have a bit of luck. And I mean, I got got that bit of luck a couple of years ago. And uh, you know, once I got that opportunity, I've run with it. And uh, yeah, certainly uh, not letting go of it. And uh, it's just been yeah, very fortunate, but uh, very very happy. Dan, where did you kick off practicing calling? What did you do first? Was it the harness, the gallops, the dogs? What did you do? Well, I just. Yeah, well, when I was growing up, my my dad was sort of. Um, I grew up in Donald, and my dad was very um, involved, much involved in the uh, the harness racing club, and eventually into the the gallops. He was um, secretary of the the Donald Racing Club for a number of years, and I sort of just used to tag along, and um, that's sort of where my interest grew. And um, I'd go to the trots with dad. He used to be a barrier attendant when I was sort of you know only knee high to a grasshopper, and. Um, then I sort of started, uh, I was up in the judges box at the trots, just running numbers and, and things like that. And I saw the young fellow who was calling the trots, uh, at Donald, which was a young Lachlan McIntosh. So from that sort of, uh, he was only a few years older than me. So from sort of that point on, it sort of probably started to, you know, tickle a few things in the brain and, um, yeah, just wanted to explore it a bit as a kid and, didn't sort of think much of it sort of growing up. Didn't think it was sort of going to lead to anything, but um, things certainly change in your life and you get the opportunity to, to do it. And, um, yeah, it's been it's been a crazy uh, experience from sort of calling trials at Cobram and then calling uh, a race meeting at uh, Cobram on Melbourne Cup Day every year to calling trials at Shep and then basically at the end of the, that year calling at Shep trials. It was into calling the, the trots and then the dogs. Where did you call your first race? Cobram, uh, so I called the, the non-TAB Cobram uh, meeting on Melbourne Cup Day. The first one was back in uh, 2009, so I used to do that uh, every year um, and uh, called the trials sort of once a month. And then when uh, COVID hit, we sort of lost that, that meeting and uh, then sort of, you know, personal things happened in my life and got the opportunity to sort of move away and move down to, to Shepherd and where uh, I got asked to um, take over calling the trials uh, at Shep, and that was really the the turning point for me. It was sort of, you know, instead of doing it once a month, it was now you know calling trials every week, and the depth and the quality of the the trials that are run at Shepherd and were you know are certainly the best uh, the best going around, and, and the quality of the the um, the way they broadcast and they record them and, and and distribute them, it's it's first class, and I think that's where I sort of got the you know the, the picked up my skills, and then obviously. Some someone heard it, and that's all it really takes. To someone hearing it, and uh, then you get the opportunity, and that's sort of what happened. So, before COVID, Dan, before you moved to Shepherd and you started calling more often, did you harbour the ambition of of calling full time, c- calling at the big meetings on a weekend, or was it more just a hobby at that stage? It was just a hobby. Like I, I was sort of, I was working full time. Uh, and, you know, I'm still working a couple of days a week now, but I was working full-time mm. uh, at the hospital just in an administration role. And 
you know, my, every Thursday or Tuesday, depending on when the trials were, I'd just go down and, and call the trials here at Shep. And, you know, that was just a, a good... Um, it was an interest for me, really. It was I didn't sort of expect anything more to come of it. It wasn't until... Uh, it was actually in the March. I'd been doing it for about three months, and I'd sort of got uh, a tap on the shoulder and said, "Would you like to call a, a meeting at Cobram?" And uh, that was in the uh, in the March. And the very the date of that meeting was the first day we actually went into lockdown, the very first lockdown. So I'd sort of missed out on that opportunity, and it wasn't until the back end of that year where sort of uh, things sort of started to open up that I was offered the opportunity to call a meeting at Cobram, and I actually got to call. Uh, the uh, the meeting that would have been the Melbourne Cup Day meeting uh, as a full CAB meeting on on uh, on telly and RSN and it was uh, yeah, it was a great experience. Right, uh, Dan, what'll win the cup? <laughs> Look, I've, this is you know it's been a really uh, the, the heats were great on on Saturday night. I mean, we know we probably didn't get the two that everybody wanted to, to get through in Cheese of Pearl and Wowsy's Fast, but I think we've drawn a field that's uh, just so even and and. They can all win. They can certainly all win with the, the right amount of luck. I've ended up picking El Dorado. I thought he was really brilliant in his uh, in his heat win. He'd uh, he'd won a, a, a prelude before that. Just had a week off between runs. Came into it fresh last week, and he was dominant. I know he's drawn box seven, but I think if he if he's close enough into that first turn, I think he's going to be really hard to beat. And he's a decent enough price as well. Do you? When you're calling the Melbourne Cup this weekend, you, do you think through any sort of pre-prepared lines that you might use when any of these greyhounds win? It's obviously so difficult with greyhound racing because it's happened so quickly. Um, do you have a few things up your sleeve? And how difficult is it to actually pull them out if you do? Well, I mean, over the last sort of um, over the last year, I mean, I've had Wow, she's fast, basically dominate all yeah. the big races at, at Sandown, and, and you know. Most of the time, you go into the race thinking, "Okay, she's probably going to win uh, with the right amount of luck," and she has. I mean, it's quite funny. I've actually only called it twice losing, which is um, quite uh, surprising. But um, you know, going into the the races that she ran uh, earlier in the year, I certainly had thought of a, a few different things, mm. uh, and you know, I had a couple of lines sort of thought in my head if she happened to win uh, on on Saturday night, but that didn't sort of need to come out but it's um you know you just, just sort of think of a few different quirks you know for different dogs just something to sort of match the name sort of thing like you know you've got el dorado and i said that he was you know he'll chase the gold on saturday i mean just simple things like that just sort of are always going through my head sort of uh you know just sitting there maybe going to be able to use them and sometimes it doesn't play out that way you don't get the opportunity because it's a you know really tight finish or, or whatever the case may be but uh yeah you always Always thinking and just coming to trying to come up with that perfect line should the, should the need arise. Well, let's hope it comes out and a great call on Saturday night, Dan. Good luck. Thanks, mate. Thank you.